And we're here at the KM Podcast, Ken Brown from WGI Radio and Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, as we talk Lions football quarter point. Hello, Michael. Quarter point in a 17 game season. It just doesn't sound right. Well, does it? In, in, okay. They've for, taken something away from For us. all of you uh, <laughs> people out there that got to go by the rule precise, the uh, first quarter of the Minnesota game will be the quarter point. So I, instead of them having to stop the game and then me and you coming on and doing a podcast, we just decided to do it a quarter early. Is that okay? Well, you do know they'd stop the game if we ask them. I to. know if they stop the game over Minnesota, sure they will. But I just feel hope. I don't think go, anything yeah. that we're going to learn in the next quarter of football will take away from what we're going to talk about right now. No, I don't think so either. You know, there was some one other point that I wanted to make last last week, but I forget what we were arguing about. So let's just go on with this, okay? Yeah, the last week's argument is a good. One. You know what? I do have an argument. I'm gonna start the show with before we even get to one. This well, is not an argument with you. This is not an argument we're with off, you. We're off script already. Let's off go. script already. I am a person. I, Mike, you've covered the league for a long time over over oh. years. Now, we ain't even gonna say how many. Just for a long time. I have been involved with football here in Detroit for a long time. I have seen football before talk radio came, well, sports talk radio came into effect. I've seen football afterward. I hear some of the dumbest things ever coming out of people's (laughs) mouths in the last three weeks. I mean, just stupid stuff, man. And I I wasn't going to say anything. I'm not calling out names. You You can figure out who they are for yourself. But some of the things I heard, but one of the things that amazed me the most. Like what, though? But, what, but like what? Some, by, some people said when the Lions started, they wouldn't win a game. They'd win one, two, or three games, right? Right. Then when they lose a game, then it's, uh, it all of a sudden becomes it's the coaching, it's this, it's that. You said before the season started they weren't going to be any good. So what surprised you in the first four weeks? If you said it beforehand they were going to lose, they lost. So don't sit here and say now that – Oh, it's all worse than even I thought. But because you thought they were going to lose. Number two, you know this team doesn't have a lot of talent. Yet on Sundays, if they don't play up to Super Bowl expectations, then I have a, a reason to call and bitch. It's just it's just amazing to me, man. It's, it's well, one I, thing I, about figure this. It out. Kenny, one thing about this team is that I think they're get, getting. This isn't what we were going to get into, but I think they're getting some contributions from so-called lesser players. When I say lesser, lesser ranked. In other words, players that you might not have. Let's put it this way. If they had last year's wide receivers, you know, with, with uh, when he was healthy, Kenny Galladay and, and Marvin Jones Jr. And, and so on, some of these guys would have a hard time getting on the field. They really would. On the roster? The, well, maybe on the roster. Yeah. But you know what? And, but you know what? But, but Quintos Cephas has stepped up. And and Khalif Raymond, who I never heard of until he got to Detroit, he's been in the league, you know, five or six years, have shown that given opportunity, they can they can contribute. And so I think that speaks well for the Lions next year and the year after and the year after, assuming these guys continue to develop. Now I'm not saying they're gonna be leaders of the of the of the team, but, but they are players who get experience, play meaningful reps, meaningful plays meaningful snap counts, and they get better, and they've proven that they're National Football League players. Now, they're not stars, and they're not high-rotation players, but they are guys who, when they put them on the field, I'm sorry, put, put, put them on the field, they will give you 
a good, solid performance. They may not be leaders, but you can count on them. And I think that's a benefit to this team right now. It doesn't help them in 2021 all that much, except they are representative when they play. Right. And two things if that about makes it. any sense. It makes sense because they're, what, the second youngest roster in the league, which they don't right. have. You know, Houston, I read a story about Houston, the way they're going about it. They got all these old veterans and whatever, and they're trying to do a rebuild with old veterans, and they, they got one of the oldest rosters. And the Lions have one of the youngest rosters, and it, this is the way you do it. But this is my belief, Mike, and I've always thought this. Tell me if I'm kind of crazy. I believe a football team of 53 – you got about 15 core players. If you can get 15 real good players, and it's different positions. I'm not even getting to that. But just if you get those 15 players, then you build around those 15, and then you fill it out with everybody else. Well, I don't know if it's 15, but I agree I agree with what you're saying. And, and But you need stars, too. This, that's and in that 15, I, right. That's in that 15. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's eight or nine. I know that back in the days when it was a 45-player roster, you would hear that you need, I think it was either five to seven superstars to win, and the quarterback counted as two. Right now, that, I don't know what the, what the multiple is right now, but it certainly is is higher than what the Detroit Lions have right now. Now they've got some players who I think have star quality, but they're not necessarily game breakers. And I'd put Frank Ragnall right at the top of that group. Right, but is your center going to lead you? Well, he's certainly a heck of a big, and we're finding out, he's a heck of a big plug there to, to have in the middle and a well, tremendous football This player. ain't the week to be singing his praises. No, because he's hurt. No, yeah. because of that snap. This ain't the week to be singing Frank Ragnar's praises. You know what? And that's such a rare mistake. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm just really saying. Is. This yeah, ain't the yeah. week to be singing his praises. As a matter of fact, he probably snapped it on his toe. That's what happened to it. <laughs> no, you know, he don't, they were talking about that yesterday, uh, Dan Campbell said he'd been hurt before that and it stayed in. Yeah, I know he'd been hurt. I know he'd been hurt. Yeah, but, yeah uh, well, I didn't until yesterday. Yeah, and yeah. I believe I heard this morning on another show that golf said they didn't even use a silent count, which they should have done on that play. So there were some mistakes made all around on that play. It wasn't a silent count. It was a, so somebody, Ragnar must have heard something he thought he heard and snapped it. So usually you're down that end zone as loud like that, they'll go on a silent. Well, it's nice to see that David Blau is a spokesman for what's going on. No, I said golf said that this morning. Oh, golf. Golf said, said it. No, wow. golf. Golf said that this morning. He was on a radio station. Wait a minute. You were listening to the enemy? Yes, I was listening to him. <laughs> I, I, I like to listen to what the I like to listen to what the fans call in and say, all 12 that keep calling. Well, I, you know, I, I listen to the same one, and I happen to like those guys a lot. I really do. I think they give you a couple of good hours. When I say a couple of good hours, but they're on for four, so <laughs> two out of four is a bad. <laughs> Sorry, Doug. Sorry, Gator. Sorry, King. <laughs> Just kidding. So anyway, you got that going. Um, I uh, also got to talk about. We're going to talk about in our mid or our quarter report. You know, each uh, position, not position group, but offense, defense, um, coaching, and then management. We'll just go in there. I got to start off by saying I expected them to have won a game by now. So I'm. I thought they'd be one and three by now. So, I thought they'd be one and three, and I thought they would have beaten the Chicago Bears. Uh, I didn't. I, I didn't put that together at the start of the season. Just as we were going along, I thought they would beat Chicago, and I thought they probably had as many good, many or more good plays than the Bears did, but they didn't have the big plays the Bears had, and they didn't have any. And the Bears didn't have the big breakdown. So that's how you win games. That's how you lose games. But I didn't think. I didn't think they'd be going in. I didn't think they'd beat San Francisco, Green Bay, or the Ravens. Although I called that as a two-point game. But Kenny, this goes to show you how win them when you can. The narrative on the Detroit Lions right now would be very, very different if it wasn't for the 66-yard field goal. Completely different. 
the pressure's off to win a game. Um, you, should, you want more than a game, more than a win, but it would be a completely different feel about this team if that, if that kick had not gone in. Sure, sure, sure. Completely you, different. And then again, the kick goes in. You might have played the first part of the – because I think they were still kind of shell-shocked that first quarter from the last week. You know, the whole beginning of this game might nah, have been I don't different. How could they I, go up and down the field and be shell-shocked? Well, I'm talking about the defense came out and they just let um, right. fields go up the field. Maybe you do, that doesn't happen. If you know, if you had won the week before, I'm just saying, zero and three coming in, and then they get the ball and walk up the court, and one and two coming in, and they get the ball and walk up the court. Those are two different things. Just me talking. I mean, I could be wrong, but um, yeah, it, in in the long run, it doesn't make a difference that one game, but in the short term, I think it does because well, it does. Said, you, know, you want to get it, that it, win. It takes the pressure off, right? You Especially really a win against right. a team that you thought that was eight point game. You didn't have an eight point um spread on that game. Nobody thought you were going to win it, and then you get within a second of winning it. I mean, that's right. that's, that's that's the thing. Because, they, look, they're not the most talented team, and I know people are dogging the coach, which we'll talk about in a little while, but I think that they, they, play hard, they play well enough to be in games certain weeks, and they can win them. It's just that if you don't make mistakes, you can't go into the red zone five times and get no points. For example, and well, but but here's the irony of all of that: they were almost perfect in the red zone before that, and in goal to goal. Right. Six. Well, in fact, they were six for six. Right. Six for six on both. No, six for six on one and six for seven on the other, and that's as, that's as good as it gets. It really is in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. But those are the you know. But the thing is, you've got to continue to do it. It's not what you did last time; it's what you do now. Right. And on Sunday, it was now. Right. Well, let's get into our quarter point um, process. And let's start with coaching because this is uh, this since we brought it up. I'm giving Dan Campbell a a B minus, and really closer to C than B minus, but potentially well, get be better. Plus, you can't skip over. Yeah, it, I can. Right? I can do that because no, I'm you great. Can't. I'm great. And I can do that. Um, right. I just think that. There are things he does good. I think there are things that he still needs to learn to be a good coach. And then there are things that people pick up. It depends on when you do it. So I can think there's okay with him making these mistakes now. I just think he's got to separate emotion from football 101 stuff and don't get caught up in the game. That's the only bad thing I see about him, like, he goes for fourth a little bit more than I would like. But like I said, since you're trying to overcome a talent deficit, I can understand you're doing it. But I want to see him kind of calm down a little bit on that. I think that the team is prepared. I th- I don't see him making well, really dumb that. mistakes. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I just think that they he's, he's trying to do patchwork stuff, especially when your best players are not getting hurt. Like it or not, Akuda was one of your best two corners. He's out for the year, which throws you Absolutely, in a loop. Absolutely, yeah. Now that um, Akura's out for the year, now you got to patchwork right. that. Decker was one of your better offensive players, hasn't played a snap yet for you. That, that you know, is messing you up on that end because it throws everything around. You got to rearrange the furniture. And um, you got a new quarterback coming into a system with new wide receivers. And it's just not going to click right away because you didn't play them a lot in exhibition season. Well, then the other part of that is when you look at the wide receivers, they're playing with with guys who are really trying to start their careers. They really are, and they're not. 
you know, they're not like high draft picks and all that. They're, they're guys, you know, and I think probably Cephas is the best of the group. I think, I, you know, I, I like what Khalif Raymond's done the last couple of weeks. I don't know if he's going to keep that up, uh, but it hasn't been great. He's going to get the opportunity. Oh, hey, and give credit. We talked about this last week. He hadn't shown anything until last week, but Ron St. Yeah. Brown finally had a performance that you could say he put numbers on the board. Yeah, the one thing I noticed about him, though, and that was that he had caught that one pass on the, the left sideline and was trying to juke the uh, defender. I don't see any, any explosion from him. I don't see any speed. I think he's going to have to be a possession player. I, I don't. Looking, there's a lot of things you can improve on in the National Football League. Speed is not one of them. But, yeah, he had four catches for, was it 80 yards, 78 70 yards, something yeah, like that? 70, yeah. yeah. No, that's a, that's a good day for him. And, you know, I'll tell you one, one thing about this. And, you know, having been around a while, uh, another another Southern Cal player, the Detroit Lions, had a draft pick wide receiver in 1994, Johnny Morton, who went on to have six or seven thousand-yard receiving seasons, had three catches his rookie year. Three. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let some of these let some of these young guys breathe a little bit, and I think. Well, let them know Herman, be, how many Herman Moore had his rookie year. I th- I think it was eleven. Seven. I time. thought it was it, seven, but it's seven or eleven, something like seven, that. But but he but he also got in the playoffs and cut two touchdown passes. Right. I think against the Cowboys, but, something like that. But like I said, he didn't. But play. we were talking but, Willie but we're Green, talking like who was a lower pick than that. Uh, they were both rookies, and Green played more in the regular season than Herman Moore did. Well, we used to call him Willie Green, the touchdown, touchdown machine. machine. Right, was, so yeah. you never know where you're getting from. I tell you one thing about St. Brown. I see him being an, a Danny Amendola type. I know it because he's not white. We can't bring it. We can't compare him. But I'm, I'm just saying that. Well, what's that got to do with? Well, that because that's what they, you know. The, the oh, it's a white oh, slow guy. On. He's a possession get receiver. So I'm just saying we can't Can compare. But I compare him. To, I compare him to Danny Amendola. I think he'll have that type Can of he? career. Kenny, yeah. get out of the 1950s. No, no, I'm okay? saying that's what people do. I'm not saying I did it. I'm saying you're the one who brought it up. No, because everybody's saying it outside of here. Everybody's yes, they are. Yes, they are. If it's a slow guy, a slow uh, oh, receiver, please. oh, he's got to be an Amendola or, or um, Edelman. You know, come on. They're, they're slow black you guys, too. They're slow black players, too. Yes, there are, but I'm not even going to make any jokes about this. <laughs> no, until you, we get no you better air. stay out of this one. <laughs> right, let me handle this one because I don't want you in any trouble. But uh, I think <laughs> I think he can be a good possession receiver. Like I say, he's tough as nails. He can block. Was um the guy from Pittsburgh? Was he fast? Um, Which guy from Pittsburgh? The, the receiver, um, Heinz Ward. Yeah, was he fast? Well, I don't know. He was a converted uh, quarterback from Georgia, and he was. Ended up with a thousand catches. I I don't quite understand why he gets no, and I mean no, recognition for the Pro Football right. Hall of Fame. Right. I'm not saying he's going to make it, but he right. should at least get discussed. I I I I just remember him for his toughness. That's what I'm saying. That's like, why I remind. He, he Brown he reminds me a little of him. Not just he he's not as good, but he reminds me because he's a crackback guy. I mean, he's a tough yeah. little guy out there. So there are some guys that he can you know take his game after. But more on the offense, and just two things for me real quick. Number one, we talked about the offensive line being the strength of the team going in, and they have not played one snap together yet. Not one. They have not been on the field together for one snap in this season because Decker has been out, hasn't played. Yeah, and they won't be. So maybe Decker will be back before Ragnar. Yeah, and so now your, your left tackle is, is the right tackle is playing left tackle, got a converted defensive lineman playing right tackle, and now your center is gone. Yeah. So you've got two guys – from the, this unit, the left guard, uh, uh, Jonah Jackson, and Haile Vitae 
I can't produce, pronounce all of his name. I just don't know how. I wish I could. I can never remember all those letters. But those are the two guys who, who played, the two guards. Right. The other three guys, they're without them. Well, you skipped over the offense that we'll go to next. But just give me your coaching grade before we move over the offense. Well, I thought we'd already started that. Uh, coaching grade, I, I don't know. I think he gets a passing grade. I think some of the stuff that people talk about don't mean anything like calling timeout in the, uh, in the, in the, in the Ravens game. The same people who got listed him for calling timeout want to know why he didn't call timeout against the Bears. I, I will tell you this. Nothing in the history of pro football has ever happened during a timeout. It's not like they're out there beating each other up during the, during the timeout. So I, it's, it's what you do on the field, not during the timeout that counts, in my opinion. Okay, so so I'd, give him a, I'd, give him a, I'd give him a B minus. Okay, so we get that. Offensive grade right now, what do you give? The offense, uh, I thought it would be better. I would give it, I'd give it a C because it should be better. I think it probably played at about a C-plus level, but I would give it a C because they've protected the quarterback pretty well. He's gotten rid of the ball pretty well. Uh, I'm a little disappointed in what uh, DeAndre Swift has done as a runner, but not as a receiver. Uh, but Jamal uh, Jamal Williams has picked up the slack in the running part of it. He's been really, really good, better than I thought he would be. I give it a D plus, C minus, uh, maybe D plus. I just think that they haven't taken it. They moved the ball up and down the field between at spurts in the game, haven't right. put one full game together yet, and they got to score more. Like you said, Swift needs to – become better and golf needs to become better he 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 um he, he can do more he's not getting a pressure he, it's not like a sea of offensive line he's getting decent enough time matter of fact he's getting good time he's got to make more out of it i know the receivers well, are that but he's got to make he's got to make more out of what he's got well he'll get a, there'll be a real test coming this sunday against the minnesota vikings because they had 28 sacks last year in 16 games and they've already got 13 now in four. And Daniel Hunter's back with five sacks. Everson Griffin's got two. A couple other guys have one or two. And they've 13 sacks already for that unit. And they're just starting to get rolling with uh, under head coach Mike uh, Mike Zimmer. So uh, believe me, boys, the test is coming up Sunday at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. Okay. Um, defensively, uh, F. There's no other way to describe it. The defense has been horrid. I don't think they – his only bright spot has got an Achilles injury now, a core. And to me, he's his bright spot was one game. I, I thought overall he would have played better those other two games. I'm even going to count this last game because he really didn't play that much. But um, I, 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 don't, I don't see it yet defensively. There are some people I want to see play better. Uh, I want to see the two rookies play more. I want to see Barnes play more. Which two rookies you got? You well, Keem McNeil and um, and I, I got to get his name. I hate to say his name without saying it right. Anzurike, who only got seventeen close, snaps. Yeah. yeah, I got the paper here. That's why I said I got. Yeah. So he only played seventeen snaps. Uh, that's I that's see a pretty him. good rotation. That's a pretty good rotation. Yeah, but I want to see him do actually do so. I want to see his name in the stat sheet. I want to see him do something. Um, I think McNeil showed a little bit. He more played his best time. game. McNeil played his best game this week. I thought right. he and, and like I said, it might not be in the stat sheet for him because he's eating that double up. But I want to see yeah. then Barnes and uh, Anzalone get you know the recipient of him eating those eating those blocks. Up. I, I think Alex Anzalone has played well the last two weeks. He's been around. He's been around the ball. I think he's made some plays. You know, it's 
you know, he usually count plays as, you know, sacks and pass breakups and all that, but I think he's been a pretty good player. I really right. do. And I'm not even going to talk about the D-backs because it's a, it's a – Nothing to talk about. Nothing to talk about. Except, no, I'm going to tell you what. I, I'll tell you, there is one thing to talk about, and that is uh, another one. A warrior. warrior, yeah. He's becoming a very good number two corner. Well, he got a, he got an, he got his second interception Sunday in Chicago. Made a diving catch on a deflection. Got the ball before he hit the turf. <clears throat> that was a good aware, good aware player by Amani. So yeah, I, I think he's been probably, at least by my eyes. And you know, look, I, uh, when he get interceptions in back to back games, that that means something to me. Getting takeaways, and turnovers, and all that. So yeah, I would agree with you. I think he's been the best of the group, but. What I, for the life of me, I can't get that that their entire focus last year when they uh, last week I should say when they talk about keys to victory, communication in the secondary was was the primary, you know, both vocal and verbal and uh, hand signals. And what is it? First eight minutes of the game, two guys could just get absolutely beaten for a 64-yard reception. And, you know, the, the, guy, the receiver ran an extra 20 yards while they were flopping around trying to get to him. Yeah, but uh, you know what? I'm kind of blaming the coaching staff on that, too, because there was they should have kept a veteran or got they a did. veteran. Who's the veteran? Marlowe. No, I'm talking about a corner veteran, not these broke down old safeties or whatever. I'm talking about a guy who plays, who starts as a veteran. You know, even though the guy last year we had from Atlanta – didn't play that much, or whatever. He he still was helping. Neither one of them are any good. You want yeah. more of that? Well, I need one guy. He doesn't have to be the greatest, but you keep a veteran back there just to, to answer questions with the young guys, play a little, and get out. Well, what do you what do you think? What do you think Aaron Glenn does? He played fifteen years. Yeah, the but bigs. he's the coach, Mike. You need a guy on the on the on the roster, and that's why you always keep one guy around that you ask him. Well, why is that guy still in the league? Or I think it was going to be Quentin Dunbar. But I guess, you know, he had other things he had to do. And I see he signed with somebody else. I don't know how you do that. You let him go, and then he goes signs with somebody else. I don't get that. Why wouldn't the Lions have kept his rights? If only they had Quentin Dunbar. Is that what you're saying? Just a guy. that they, Just a veteran. That's all I'm saying. Just to kept a veteran around. Because you can tell yeah. these young guys out there that they're running around sometime aimlessly. Well, look, Amari, this is his third year. This is the fourth year for for. for for a, a Terry Walker. Yeah, well, Tracy Walker. But those are, fourth year, he's a veteran player. What do you want? Uh, I'm talking about an eight, nine-year guy. I'm talking about a guy who's oh, been in the league. Look, Kenny, at the third, fourth year, you're smart enough. If you don't get it by then, you'll never get it. Okay. Right, look, Come I, on. I will back you're you. overlooking. You're overlooking. I'm, they're still young, though. you got to admit. It's a young secondary. I'm not worried about their age. I'm worried about how they play. Well, we see how they play. You know what? To see how they okay. play, we'll see a draft time. Because you know what? The odds are that there's going to be three or four of them who are not going to age before my eyes. All right, so what was your grade for the defense? A D. D okay. for defense. D for defense. Okay, hopefully. And I'm, being, I'm being kind, I think. Now, I just added this in. wasn't part of the thing. Give me one player that you want to see the next – Say we're going to go in the next four weeks. You want to see his development the next four weeks. Just give me one player you're going to key on. I'm going to give you one player I'm going to key on. Uh, Derek Barnes, the linebacker. That, that's the guy yeah. I want to see. Yeah, and I'm, that part, I'm saying that partly because I think he's your guy, and I wanted to beat you to it. No, I'm going to. I want to see him. Yeah, I want to see him. Yeah, uh, Trinity Benson. Trinity Benson. Trinity Benson. He caught a pass last week. He caught two. I want to see his development the next four weeks because you traded for him. 
I gave him a couple of weeks to get to used to the system, you know, a new system. I want him to become a player. I'm not saying the number one receiver, but I want to see him get into the mix. And I want to see by the midpoint of the season that he's in the rotation and he's actually becoming you know, a target for golf. I want to see that. That's the guy I'm looking forward to his development the next four weeks. I think we're looking for another – Hold on to your hats, Danny Amendola. <laughs> I'll take that. I, right, I'll take that. But I would, but if see, that's possible. I'm all, you remember scenario. me from my Ted Ginn Jr. days. I'm always partial to a receiver that can get deep and put it down, and I think Benson is going to be that guy if they can, if he can shake through some of the other things. I saw him play at Denver in the preseason, and I, I thought his game would match here. And that's one thing they're missing. They got to – when Williams comes back, that's another one too, Terrell Williams. I know I got two Haven't players. Haven't seen him. I want to see him the next four weeks and see what we got out of him. I don't know when he's eligible to come back, if it's one more game or does he? how long he's oh, got to be he out. He three, and he's been out three. So. Well, one of them, they, they didn't put him on IR, I think, to the second week, so I'm not sure if that first week counts as uh, IR. So I think he's got to sit out one more. I'm not sure on that. But um, I want to see those two. I said one, but that's two I want to see. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings before we hang it up today. Minnesota Vikings is coming up this week. Uh, usually, the house of horror. I remember back when I can't remember the year, but my daughter was a freshman in high school. I remember the year they beat the heck out of Stafford this game. Brett Favre was playing. Ten sacks. Yeah, I mean, and just beat him. Forget about the sack part. I mean, they would. He was getting. That was a. That was one of the maulings of all time I saw for a quarterback. I think it was his rookie year, right? I, I, was that two thousand nine? I think it was three years ago. Was three years no, ago no, this was back, girl. This was Favre was the Minnesota quarterback. I think that was um, Stafford's rookie year. So it wasn't a well, Tissack was game. This was a game where he got hit a lot. I mean, he just got beat. I remember after the game, he said he'd never been hit like that. So I, it's well, always been a house of horrors for you know, the Lions quarterback. Well, you know, last last year they had and they had all those injuries. They only had 40 – I'm sorry. They had 20 – was it 28? I just looked it up, 28 uh, quarterback sacks. They've already got – uh, 13, and just to show you how good they were, 28 the year before, and went down to I'm sorry, 48 the year before, went down to 28. Uh, this year they've already got 13. Daniel Hunter's back. He had 14 and a half sacks last year. He's already got five in the first four games. Missed all of last season, okay. all of it. All right. I, I, I misspoke. But it was 14.5 in 2019. Okay. Last year didn't didn't get on the field. Okay. So you they're, they're, they're that, back with that. Okay, you gonna mention that stat? You know, it's the third time in this podcast you've mentioned that stat. It must be stuck in your brain. Well, I, I got it wrong every time. <laughs> I just if I say it, if I say it often enough, I'll get it right. Um, gonna be a tough place to get that first win, but um, I we'll see what happens because I'm not a big Kirk Cousins fan. I, I'm not. I'm no, you know, you know what? People are, are kind of cold to him, and I think I think there's some, you know, probably some reasons for that. But I think he's in that like a 15 to 22 or 23 group. That's that's where he ranks as a quarterback, somewhere in the middle. To, to a little bit below that, I think on a given day he can get you, you know, he can get you up and down the field, but just nothing inspiring about no, him. Not really. No, he doesn't inspire. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, other notes, real quick, before we go. Uh, Matt Stafford had his first Matt Stafford game that everybody can talk about now. So the well, he had two touchdowns and one interception. Did you look at the interception? No, I was talking. About they were did getting blown. At, no, they were, when when he did, got the last one, they were getting blown. It was one of those games. I mean, that's the game. Like the I interception said, was look, the, the interception same was guy. a long, the interception was a long pass down. Just it was a jump ball, just to see if they could get it, get the ball down the field. It had nothing to do with the game. 
Nothing. You talking about the first one to Jackson that he underthrew, which he admitted he underthrew? He only had one interception, Kenny. Yeah, the one to Jackson, the long pass. No, it wasn't the, the long one, yeah. Yeah, he underthrew. He admitted he underthrew the, the ball. He said he should have put it in a different yeah, place. Yeah. Don't be trying yeah, to co-sign two. him. Look, he, he admitted it. It was a it under was a, threw it. He it was only it. sixty-five yards. Of the okay, we well, needed to be seventy. He threw it sixty-five, so that ain't no <laughs> good. You know what? So you could, ever, ever since he left WJR, the owls are out. He's my our, guy. Our, you know, he's my. Our, our, look, our, our, I want. Well, I, the, I want draft picks. I want draft picks. Okay, I want the best two picks the Lions get because I'm still. We're going to talk about this later on with the Carolina deal. It been better. But we're going to talk about that uh, later. We'll that, talk about it later in the year. Yeah, we'll let the year play out. out. We'll let the year play out. It's not worth talking oh, about. Okay, one last thing before we go. I keep saying last thing, last thing. We didn't give management a grade. What do you think of uh, Brad? I said, yeah, oh, management. Yeah. I thought they did a good job. They really do. You yeah. thought they put a decent team, uh, the best team they could have put together? Decent prospects, yeah. Okay. Great. Good okay. luck. And, and look, they've been, they've been absolutely cold, cold-hearted in who they get rid of. Their guys – Previous regimes, guys, they don't care. If they don't fit, they're gone. Well, unlike Bob Quinn, I give him this credit. He ain't shuffling the last three guys on the roster every week, at least when he gets rid of guys for a reason. Bob Quinn would just shuffle guys into the roster that never played for any reason. Every week he's bringing a, a, 44, <laughs> you know bringing a 45th guy out that's not going to play. And then the guy doesn't play, and then he cuts him, and then brings another guy who doesn't play, then he cuts him. I mean, he's just, he just I, I think it was like a he had OCD or something. He had to bring a guy in every no, week for I, no reason. I think part of that, though, and, I, and look, I did not think that Quinn was the problem. I really, we've talked about this before. But one thing he did, he would bring guys in and, and put them on the practice squad to look at him for a couple of weeks. And I don't see anything wrong with that, although I do think he overdid it at times. Oh, my goodness. And you know what? It had absolutely nothing to do with the success or failure of the team either. Uh, all I want to say is Trevon Diggs, who went in the second round low, is outplayed Jeff Okuda in two years, and you could have had him. He looks like a better player. He, he just looks like a better player. Even his first year, he looked like a better player. And that just goes to show you about these cornerbacks, why you don't take them in the first round. You got an all-pro in the second round for the Dallas Cowboys while we got a third pick that's squandering his career away by injury and oh, performance. Well, he's not, he didn't squander it. I said he he's squandering. He even before he got hurt, he, Mike, he was, he was, he was, he was come on. Even before he, he got hurt. hurt. He's been hurt since he got here. Okay, but even before he got hurt, he was he wasn't hurt oh, in preseason. He wasn't Sign hurt off. in preseason. I'm, I'm getting mad. Sign I know you're getting mad. The, the number three. Oh, you know what? oh! After watching I, 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 after watching I, I, Herbert last night, I wonder how many yeah. people. What were the? Oh, I got a good question for you before we go too. Looking at Herbert now, did the yeah. Redskins make a mistake? I know Chase Young is all a Pro Bowler and whatever, but looking back on that draft now, if you're the Redskins, do you take Herbert or do you take uh, Chase Young? Kenny, you take Herbert. That's exactly what I'm okay. saying. Okay, we take Herbert. But you know what? I think the Lions made a mistake in 1954 by not drafting John Unitas as a backup for Bobby Lane, okay? What is the point in that, what you just said? I don't even understand what that means. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand either. what that means. I don't even understand <laughs> what that means. Because it's this crazy redrafting that we do all the time. Yeah, wow. but, but the only thing about redrafting is in this part, I'm saying, those top five guys were the consensus top five guys. So it wasn't like you're picking somebody that became good later in the draft, like Trayvon Diggs. I can understand that. But what I'm saying is all those guys were pretty close, except for Chase Young and Burroughs. They were pretty much well, the top two. Well, Chase Young, because he was the only defensive lineman in the draft, the only pass rusher in the draft. 
and his stats are not that good. Take a look at him. Who, okay? Trey, who's not stats aren't good? Trace Young. Take a look. Just take a look. Be objective. You mean and Trace like Young's stats? Yeah, take a look. Yeah, but he's still a, a, a he's still a player that commands you know attention on the field. Just think he's of this good, though. He's think, a, he's a good player. Think he's of that, Bosa. But think of this. Yeah. If Herbert would have went to Washington, the Lions would have took Chase Young. Absolutely. Yeah, and that absolutely all would have been better. I'm just yeah, saying. Absolutely. I'm just saying. It's just funny how the drafts work out sometimes, and you can't depend on them, and sometimes you can. But the Lions will have that choice because they're gonna they're gonna have one good pick for sure, and hopefully the second one will be somewhere in their twenties where they can get another two good players and you can move. when you got two draft picks you can move up and down the draft board you can Ken. you can really Ken. kill this Ken. thing i know i know i'm talking about draft hang picks. up well it's over four <laughs> man come on we, we've got to talk about it. all right so we'll talk next week ladies and all gentlemen right. about what goes on fun. in lionville hopefully there'll be something else to talk about good yeah. for a week just play well that's all play well. play well everything will take care of itself all right mike michael here detroit check them out kim brown wgr mitch album show we'll see you